Well, I uh, have the privilege of being in two places at once this morning. I pre-recorded a message and I'm speaking at Inspire Church Wagga Wagga this morning at the same time, right now, as I'm speaking here at City Church. And so, I tell you what, Paul, the Apostle Paul would have loved that privilege, wouldn't he? Being able to speak to uh, Philippi and and the Church of Ephesus at the same time. And uh, we are so blessed uh, with the gift of technology that we have today to be able to influence the world in a way that we've uh, never been able to do before. And I think this generation right now has the ability to shake the world um, with some of the, the technology that's in their hands to be able to, to use is absolutely incredible. And, uh, and so I think the future for the church is exciting. The future for the church is more influential. The future for the church is more people coming to know Jesus Christ. The future for the church is uh, really an an exciting thing to behold. And so this morning, I want to speak a message entitled, Rested, Not Restless. Rested, Not Restless. And I want to ask you this morning this question, how are you doing? How are you doing? Not the surface level question, I'm going, I'm going good and then on to the next thing about the football or whatever else we want to talk about, but taking uh, all the layers off and asking the question this morning, how are you doing in your soul? How's your inner man doing? How's your spirit man doing? How are you doing on the inside? And I think that we are good at, at times in this culture and society that we live in of expressing an outward appearance, um, either on our social media, even the way we dress, the way we convey, the way we hold ourselves and act in front of other people. And we don't mean to be hypocritical, but we don't just always walk around just putting our heart out there. We often hide our heart away and our struggles and our fears and the things that are going on deep inside of us are hidden by our exterior appearance. But I want to rip those layers off this morning and ask you, how are you doing on the inside? I think this pandemic has done something to the church. It's ripped the skin off the church and you see the heart of the church. It's taken all the finesse and all the things that we do, it's taken that off, and it's really laid bare the heart of the church, what we're all about, who we are, how people are coping, and how things are going on, and the more and more I speak to people, the more that I hear of a restlessness in people. I've talked to many people in our church and outside of our church that just feel fatigued, they feel frustrated, they feel annoyed people that have literally said goodbye to loved ones during this season and haven't been able to be at funerals or haven't been able to to be able to go through those things people that have had to cancel parties or plans or change events and things that they had scheduled for many months people that have had to uh, cancel holidays restrictions that have been imposed people that have been stuck at home there's been family tension i've talked to church leaders and there's been frustrations and restlessness within their congregations and people that are leaving church or people that are just restless or people that feel like they're serving on a team and they're not used anymore and so they're frustrated and they're leaving churches and doing things and I'm hearing these things from other pastors and leaders and I'm sensing a restlessness in many people, a frustration on circumstances. People are frustrated with government. People are frustrated at all different levels 
and they're unable to find a sense of peace. And may I suggest that there is a pandemic of restlessness in many people's souls right now. I want to read from Psalm 23 this morning as the key text. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd. Notice that it doesn't just say the Lord is a shepherd. It makes it very personal. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This passage, this psalm is spoken at funerals, special events. It's spoken at churches the world over. It's one of the most um, powerful and well-known passages in Scripture. And I can't think of a, a passage of Scripture that we need to hear more than Psalm 23 in the season that we're living right now. That there may be chaos all around us, there may be restlessness all around us, but we have a God who knows where to take us to, and He knows where to take us through. We see in this passage that He takes us to a place where there is green pastures, where there is still waters. That's the God that we serve. He takes us to a place of rest and peace. It also talks about how He takes us through the valley of the shadow of death. He takes us through that place. We don't camp there. We don't buy a home there. We don't stay there. God takes us through. He knows where to take us to, and He knows where to take us through. But more important than the to and the through is the who. That God is with us, that God is in us, that God, His presence is guiding us. It says so clearly in this passage, Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That His presence is with us and in us and working through us in this season. So can I ask you this morning, are you rested or are you restless? Are you rested in your soul today? Is your soul at rest and at peace with God, or is there a restlessness there? Restlessness, it means this, it means unable to rest or relax as a result of anxiety or boredom. As a result of anxiety or boredom, there is a lot of people right now that are restless because of anxiety or perhaps because of boredom. There's this restlessness that can be in people's soul and this frustration but the word rested, it means this, to cease work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. To relax, sleep, or recover strength. May I suggest to you that in this season right now is an opportunity for the church of Jesus Christ to recover strength. That even though we feel like we're not moving forward, even though we feel like the things that we usually do aren't able to happen or aren't able to take place, even though in our personal lives there can be frustrations, disappointments, fears, anxieties, things that are surrounding us in this time is an opportunity for the church to strengthen. In this time of rest, 
we're actually growing stronger through this season. Do you know that we are made and created as human beings to work and to live from a place of rest? I mean, the kind of rest that's security in God, the kind of rest that is complete trust in God. I'm not talking about a laziness this morning, but I'm talking about a comfortable rest. The kind of rest that it talks about in Psalm 23, where he leads us to quiet waters and to green pastures. That kind of rest that even though there's chaos all around us, in our soul is a sense of peace. In our soul is a sense of rest that God is in charge. Do you know when humanity was created on day six of creation, that Adam and Eve, when they were created, the first thing they knew, the first thing they looked towards was day seven, which was a Sabbath, a day of rest. The first thing that humanity knew was rest. They came into the world and they looked straight ahead towards day seven, which was a Sabbath. A day set aside to cease work and to rest. So the first thing humanity knew was to live from a place of rest. The work started on the other side of rest. And what God's called you to do and the plans and the purposes that He has for your life, the specific calling that God has given you, what you do each day and God's guiding you to do, the good works that He's prepared in advance, they take place from a place of rest. Rest in your soul, a sense of peace. See, a restless person is a tired person. They're blurry-eyed. They're a person that doesn't make wise decisions. They're making quick decisions out of emotions. Can I encourage you in this season, don't make long-term decisions in a time of restlessness, in a time of emotional turmoil. Don't make big decisions in those times. Trust God. A rested person is a fresh person. They're ready. They're fully aware. They're awake to the possibilities around them. When your soul is at rest, you think more clearly, you think more peacefully. When you think about somebody that is working out, they're working hard to be able to grow their muscle bulk. They're going to the gym to be able to do that. It's, it's when our, our muscles are strained and it's when they're, they're put to the test, but it's actually during the rest after you work out that your muscles are tearing and rebuilding. That's where the actual muscle growth takes place during that season of rest. You've done the hard work at the gym, but it's when you're resting that your body is recuperating. It's when you're resting that your body is growing. It's when you're resting that those muscles are building back together stronger than before. And I believe right now is an opportunity for you to be stronger deeper, more rooted in Christ, more strengthened to the foundation of who Jesus is. In this season right now is really a time for our roots to go down deeper and for us to feel stronger in Christ. As our roots go down deeper, we can withstand any storm. As our roots go down deeper, we can find ourselves in a place of strength and security. In fact, trees are created this way that when there is a season where the tree goes through a winter, it goes through a time where everything's stripped away, it's cold, the conditions struggle. What it does is it sends the sap to the roots of the tree to strengthen them and they get stronger. And actually in the winter seasons, the tree's never been stronger than, than, than it's been before, even in the spring, because it's all concentrated on strengthening the root structure and going down deeper, even in a season where it looks like the wind is blowing it like with crazy chaos and the season and the weather is not desirable. 
And this is a moment right now for our roots to go down deeper. And so I want to speak to you briefly just about three reminders to rest in. And the first one's this, number one this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. What if I told you this morning that God is assigned himself the task of personally being your shepherd? personally caring for you, personally making sure that you don't walk in harm's way, personally making sure that you are protected, you are guided, you are directed to your purpose and your future, that everything you need is taken care of, that he's leading you and guiding you towards green pastures and a place where you can rest, where there's still waters, a place where you can rejuvenate, where you can feed on the overflow of God's presence and his word can nourish you in a time where there is lack all around, you have need of nothing. Isn't that an incredible thing? The role of the shepherd in Scripture, the role of the shepherd as we look and we study it, was to protect, to guide, and provide. To protect the sheep, to guide the sheep to safe pastures, and to provide for the sheep, to make sure they had all that they need. It's comforting to know that God is watching over you in every season. Jesus himself refers to himself as the good shepherd. He says this in John 10, verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. And I'm sure many of us have experienced disappointments in our life where we thought someone was taking care of us, but in a moment of turmoil or trouble, they abandoned us. They weren't there for us. They weren't protecting us like we should. But the great shepherd, the good shepherd in Scripture is not like that. It says the man runs away because he is a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. But Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. He's not running away. He's not abandoning us. He is with us in every season. See, my daughter Georgia, two years old, we go for a walk and the, our street is kind of on a lean. And the path that we walk on leans towards downwards towards the road. And as we're walking along, she starts running, and then she starts running towards the road. She starts running on that angle, and she's trying to run straight, but she's actually guiding herself towards the road. And so I actually have to run on that side of the road next to her like a bumper in a bowling lane to make sure she doesn't run off onto the road and get hit by a car. And as she's running along, she's laughing, unaware that she's guiding herself towards danger and towards hitting a car. And so what I'm doing is I'm running along, doing my best to shoo her back that way and make sure that she doesn't go off the path. And I think about how God does that for each one of us daily. God does that for us in every season. He's guiding, He's directing, He's shepherding us. He's making sure that we would stay on the path that he has for us. You don't even know the times that you were headed for danger, but God, by his grace, was guiding you back onto the path, protecting you, keeping you from harm, looking out for you, and even right now, God is doing that for you. I love in scripture it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
God is to be experienced. He is to be tasted. He is to be spent time with and allow His presence to do something deep within our soul. I feel like the other day the Holy Spirit said to me, Ben, you're trying to eat your food so fast. You're trying to get to the next thing and consume it and get to the next thing and get to the next thing and eat this next part of the meal and eat this next part of the meal. You're not savoring the taste. You're not experiencing it anymore. You're just trying to get to the next thing. And can I encourage you in this season to take the time to experience God, to slow yourself, be unhurried. Allow the presence of God just to sit, just to sit with God, just to allow His Word to speak to you. Pray and listen to what He's saying. Be unhurried and savor the taste of His presence. Just sit in His presence. Be unhurried for a season. The Lord is my shepherd. The second thing is, the Lord is my supply. It says in Psalm 23, verse 1, I lack nothing. I lack nothing. If there is a declaration of trust or a declaration of faith, it is in those three words. I lack nothing. In a world that is consumed with comparison that is consumed with wanting something else and wanting the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and looking for what God has for us next and looking for what we need to achieve next and what needs to happen next and looking for the next all the time. We are obsessed with it. We are obsessed with the next. But do you know what? The peace of God is not found in the next. The peace of God is found in Jesus. And so we're chasing the next and thinking that that's going to find us in a place of peace where we need to be focused on Jesus. Trusting in Him is where the peace of God stands. See, just like this ball, comparison is something that we are chasing, but it's always bouncing towards something else. The minute you get close to this goal of the next, you feel like you're going to get there, it bounces again and it goes to the next thing. And we chase comparison like it's this beautiful object that's going to bring us peace. But the truth is, it won't bring us any more peace than the chaos that's around us in our world. As much as the world is evolving and changing and technology is coming, we created technology so that we would have more time to rest and more time to be at peace. But actually what it's done is created more chaos. And we thought we could get more done with having technology, but we actually just work harder than ever before. Never before in history are we having less sleep as the human race than we are right now. And we thought we were smart because we created all these things so we could rest. But it's actually just created more chaos and more tr coming to the next and coming to the next. See, the Psalm 19 verse 7 says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. And there's something about just spending time in God's Word and allowing Him to speak to us, no matter the season, the Word of God is always fresh. It's always ready to do a work inside of you. It's always ready to transform and change and do something deep within you. The Word of God is what sustains you. Even when the early church was, was scattered, the early church was finding itself under persecution and it was not able to meet together. They didn't have a live stream to be able to attach to. But 
the Apostle Paul would be able to send out a letter to the church at Ephesus, send out a letter to the church of Philippi, and it was the inspired Word of God that would sustain them and feed them. They weren't together, they weren't in one place, they were scattered in their own homes, but the Word of God refreshed their soul. We are so blessed that we can link into homes and do things like this with the technology we have today. But I wonder whether we were put back in that, in that situation, how strong the church would be because the strength of the church is and how strong our soul is. The foundations that we think we have in the culture and society today that sustain and hold us are not the foundations we need to build on. We need to build on the Word of God that holds us in every season. See, I read this the other day, that ships don't sink because of water around them, but because of the water that gets inside of them. Don't let what's happening around you start to get inside of you and start to sink your soul. Start to take away the joy and the peace of God that is your portion, the fruits of the Spirit, which are a recognition of you being connected to the vine. And as you're connected to Him, the fruits of the Spirit aren't something you have to try to do. They're a natural result of being connected to Jesus. They just flow. But here's the thing. The fruits of the Spirit aren't the goal. The connection with Jesus is the goal. The connection with Jesus is the reward. The connection with Jesus is the sustaining thing that holds us in every season and keeps us strong. He is our supply. He's bringing supply. He's bringing life and vitality and strength and peace and joy and hope. And it's coming through your life as you remain connected with Him. We talked about this at the start of the year, that it's so important that we have the charger to be able to connect the phone into, the charger to be able to connect our lives into. We talk about how incredible the iPhone is. and This is such a wonderful thing. It can do so much. It's incredible. But without the charger, it's an excitement machine for one day. And may I suggest humanity's like that. We run around, but then we lose our charge if we don't connect with Jesus. We must connect with Him. Third and finally this morning, the Lord is my strength. It says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. See, to lie down is actually the opposite to my personality. I'd rather stand up. I'd rather walk around. I'd rather run. I'd rather exhaust myself. But what I'm learning is the strength to go further is the strength to connect deeper. And the closer that we get to Jesus and we allow His Word to bring us energy and vitality, that actually gives us strength to go further and do what God's called us to do. See, I think in this pandemic, it's created a whole bunch of people that are fatigued and tired. And we need to be reminded that the strength of our life is not in our activity, but is in our intimacy. And we can focus as a church on a whole bunch of activity. And all the activity that we thought was so good has actually 
predominantly been cancelled in the church all around the world. Our conferences and our events and our programs have all been stripped back. But what we've realized is it's actually about our intimacy with Jesus that matters more than our activity for Jesus. And He's not looking for a whole bunch of busy people in a busy church. He's looking for a rested church. Are you the rested leader? Are you the rested mom or the rested dad? Are you the rested employee? Or are you the restless one? Where there's just things raging in your soul. You're not at peace. We find our peace in Jesus. It says the joy of what? The Lord is our strength. It says His strength is made perfect in our weakness. I love this passage in Colossians 2 verse 7. It says, Have your roots planted deep in Christ. Grow in Him. Get your strength from Him. Let Him make you strong in the faith as you have been taught. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. So I want to ask you again this morning, how's the health of your soul? If you strip back the skin and the exterior this morning, what's going on in here? What's this season revealing and showing and opening up, reminding you that perhaps you were busy and active and you had a lot of movement, but perhaps this is a time to strengthen the heart, to strengthen the soul, at the heart of the church. They thought it was shut down. The devil thought he'd restricted it. He thought he'd stopped movement. He thought he'd stopped community. He thought he'd stopped connection. He thought he'd stopped the body of Christ being able to move as one. But what he didn't realize is that Jesus took this time to strengthen his church, that while we were resting, we were getting stronger, that while we were resting, that our spirit was being built up, that our spirit man was reviving, that something was happening on the inside, just like Jesus when they put him in that tomb. The devil thought it was over, but while he was resting, while he was, it looked like he was dead, while it looked like it was over, God was doing something. The Father was just starting to count. Something was happening on the inside. And may I suggest that in this season right now, the enemy thinks it's over, but it's just beginning for the church. Revival, something starting, a resurrection of the church and all it was created to be. Connected and strengthened in Jesus, rooted in Christ unstoppable unflappable what God's going to do in the season ahead whenever the church was scattered revival was about to take place and right now the seeds of revival are being planted in all of our hearts will we water it today will we allow our soul and our spirit to be connected and find its vitality in Jesus when all the activities put away, it's a great reminder to us that it's not our own efforts, but it's by God's grace and His power alone that our lives find its strength and vitality. So this morning, the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your supply. And the Lord is your strength. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Lord Jesus, we haven't come to hear another message today. We're believing that you would impart something into us. We're believing today that our soul would find rest, the kind of rest that we've spoken about in Psalm 23, the kind of rest that gives us hope, the kind of rest that helps us to be able to lie in green pastures, lie by still waters, and to know that no matter what we face, the valley of the shadow of death, that we can fear no evil. Because of where you're taking us to, of where you're taking us through, and more importantly, who is with us and in us and strengthening us. So today, we declare you are our shepherd, you are our supplier, and you are our strength in this season. And God, I pray, refresh our souls today. Let us find rest again in you, Lord Jesus, and our hope in you alone. Lord, I pray that you'd quieten our hearts, quieten our souls in this season. Do a work in us. Make us stronger than ever before. Let your church be strong and ready for all that's ahead. In the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. I want to finish this morning by praying a prayer because we talk about all these things, but it's our personal choice and our personal actions that actually set us up to be able to walk out and live out the message. And we pray a prayer every week, the sinner's prayer, because it's an alignment prayer. It's a prayer where we get ourselves back on track. And I want to pray this prayer this morning and all of us to, to be part of this prayer where we can just simply say, God, I'm putting my trust in you and I'm believing in this season that you do something deep within my heart. So why don't you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. I place all of my trust in you. For my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. Today I receive your forgiveness. I receive your rest in an anguished soul. Help me to follow you each day. I love you. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's sing one more time. Why don't we stand and uh, let's worship before we conclude the service this morning.